0: This is The Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Thursday. July 18th, 2019. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at the Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very special guest. Stacey Pratt is a plus-size model, actress, and entrepreneur based in Southern California. Born into an entertainment family, she has been acting professionally since she was five. Stacey made a successful transition to the plus-size modeling industry, signed by IPM Model Management. Her clients include Coles, J.C. Penney's, Nordstrom's, Lee Jeans, Ashley Stewart standards and practices avenue and many more she recently did her first international magazine spread and is in talks to expand her representation internationally modeling has been an incredible way for stacy to promote body positivity self-love and represent women of all shapes and sizes let's welcome stacy to the show hi
1: Hi, (laughs) Shanice. How are you doing today? I'm so good. I'm so happy we're able to do this. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. So tell us, growing up in Southern California, were you always confident as a child, or was that something you had to grow into? Oh, my gosh,
1: No. I definitely had to grow into that um growing up as a kid, I actually one of my first memories of realizing that I was taller and a, just a larger build than everybody was in um, it was in second grade, and I walked outside by this tree where we would always get picked up after school, and there was a boy I liked, and he came walking past me, and I remember saying hi and he looked up at me and I was probably about six inches taller than him at the time. And he rolled his eyes and was like, hi Stace. And he just walked past me to talk to the other shorter girls. And I remember being like, "Hmm, I'm much taller than everybody else here. (laughs) So that was my, my first realization. And then, um, you know, I, I definitely had a lot of struggles, especially being in the entertainment industry for so long A lot of the Mm -hmm. requirements years ago were different, and it was um, hard to be different. So I had struggled with casting directors from high organizations, NBC, CBS. I had professors at UCLA, um, you know, teachers growing up, all telling me, oh, if you just lost a little bit of weight, if you just you know, try to do this. If you slim down as much as you can, you're so talented, but you'd be really great if you were skinnier. Um, So I I had actually gone down that road. I got down to a size six. And even at that time, I remember looking at myself and still never, ever feeling good enough. And I literally Mm -hmm. had a let go, let God moment and decided, you know, forget this. This I can't live life like this. And my mom was the one who pushed me to get into plus size modeling. So it's been. Oh, it's really? Been a, yeah. Yeah. So it's been a, a long journey, but it's, I'm so, so thankful for it. Cause now I'm looking at myself with a different pair of eyes.
0: Now you have famous grandparents that were in the entertainment industry. Entertainment is in your yeah. blood. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about your family history.
1: Yeah, so uh, my grandpa, Judson Pratt, he did a lot of John Wayne movies back in the day. Um, He was always a bartender or um, a detective usually, uh, a cowboy. So, And then my grandmother, she did Broadway, and she did musicals, and her biggest forte was dance. And my dad told me that she uh, booked a couple roles on Broadway because she was one of the strongest dancers that could lift a couple of the costumes that needed to be triggered, like for a peacock costume by her leg strength. Mm -hmm. And she was the only, Mm -hmm. one of the only dancers that can do could have done that. And she danced and performed in the white house for the Roosevelt. So it was really, it was, nice to know her history i never got to meet her unfortunately she passed away when my father was 16 but my grandpa told us stories about her and my my dad obviously and um yeah so it's always been in the blood
0: <laughs> so did your family encourage you to be in the entertainment industry or wanted you to pursue other things
1: you know what's funny is my grandpa discouraged it <laughs> he was the mm-hmm. one that said don't do it you know this is really difficult. It's a crazy industry. Um, But my mom had put me into acting and singing lessons when I was a child because she has always had an insecurity of talking to people and being very introverted and shy. And she never wanted me to experience that. So she got me into, you know, these outgoing activities. And of course, leave it to me to be like, this is what I want to do for a career. My parents were like, Oh great. Here we go. Another entertainer, (laughs) but they've always been, uh, they've always been so supportive. So I'm super thankful for that. That's really what's kept me going for so long.
0: So since you were a child actor, do you have any rich and famous friends that we would know?
1: (laughs) I wish. (laughs) No, I don't. Um, Unfortunately, I don't. I, I had gone to school um, with Vanessa Hudgens back in the day. She was in a different class than I was. But I don't have any connections, unfortunately. Um, I always get asked if I'm related to Spencer Pratt from the OC. Mm-hmm. But we're not. <laughs> I'm not related to any of the Aww. Pratt. <laughs> I know. Maybe I should reach out and be like, hey, cousin, you don't know about me. But... <laughs>
0: I'm here. And so after you decided to pursue uh, acting, you actually went on to get a degree in theater, film, and television at UCLA. So do you have a desire to be behind the screen as well, like as a director or producer and maybe do body positive projects?
1: You know what? I'm definitely not opposed to it. Um, The behind the scenes, Screen and, like, the TV production side of things is is a whole other beast, I feel, in the entertainment industry. Um, growing up, I actually went to an arts high school, and there instead of um, athletic sports and cheerleading, you know, we actually did performing arts after school. So whether it be creative writing, um, monster makeup, dance, um you know, film and television, we focused on, on those were our creative sides. So there I experienced more of the production and producing side of things. And I found mm-hmm. out that I'm, I'm actually really good at producing just because I like being organized and staying on schedule and talking to people. But mm-hmm. it's definitely every, every time I had to do a casting, I always felt like there was a little piece of my heart dying I wanted to be on the other side of the camera, (laughs) so that's why when I yeah yeah so that's why when I went on to do um, university, I had actually gone to Chapman Film and TV School, um, which I'm super super thankful for that opportunity. But I did pass on that just because I really I that's when I graduated high school is when I really wanted to change focus and be in front of the camera, so. That's how that transition happened.
0: So how did you discover the plus-size community, or was it your mother that uh, caught wind to the plus-size community first?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> so this was the turn of events for me. Um, you know, when I, I had tried to get really skinny to accommodate all the acting requests, um, and again, at my skinniest, I still wasn't, skinny enough. Uh, I always was told I was an in-between. And when I started just kind of letting go of that and, you know, getting to my natural size, my mom had been pushing me for several years, actually, to get into uh, modeling. And finally, she was just fed up with my bad attitude and me being depressed. And she was like, you have nothing to lose. Just go to the meeting. (laughs) So I I went in and I saw um, a friend of hers' agent, if that makes sense. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. when I sat down with the agent, she just said, look, you're a beautiful girl. I just want you to know there's not a lot of runway opportunity for a girl your size. Of course, in my head, my inner thoughts were like, yeah, no, duh. I'm a big girl. I get it. I'm, I'm never going to make it, you know. And the agent I had first spoken with, she said, if you wanted to gain a little weight, because at that time I was around a size 10, and she said, if you want to gain a little bit of weight, I think you would make a really great plus size model. And so at that point, I smiled. I said, thank you. I got into my car, and I started to cry. I had a total meltdown, and I literally at that time – Uh, I was yelling at God, you know, I hope he forgives me for that one, but I was like, really, God? You're going to make me just go through all this struggle and then tell me I should just be myself? Really? Fine, we'll do it your way. And uh, I called my mom, and she was excited. She was like, yay, that means you can eat and drink with us on vacation. This will be fun. Just be yourself. (laughs) And from there, it was just kind of letting go of the circumstances and how I personally thought my life should be and how I was trying to plan things and letting go and allowing opportunities to be welcomed into my life that I never thought were there. So when I really opened that door and stopped trying to control everything that I had quote unquote planned, um, that's when the plus market had opened up their doors and started welcoming me and you know, I actually started hearing compliments for the first time that people were giving me. Oh, you look so beautiful. Your body's so great, which was very bizarre. Um, but you know, you start hearing such great things and you believe it and you start looking at yourself differently. And that's really how the plus industry was welcomed into my life, which I'm so, I can't even tell you, I'm so thankful for it because it's completely changed my perspective on, on a way of life and myself and who I am and how I want others to feel.
0: So not only is this like a job and a gig for you, but this actually helped you with your confidence and self-esteem and self-image.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so crazy because everybody talks about the journeys that we've been on and different struggles, but literally when I'm sitting here now, you know talking with you, talking about this industry, and I think back on everything I've had to go through you know if if i if any any part of that path had changed or varied, or if I started getting jobs at a skinnier weight that I was not helpfully able to maintain, you know my life could have been drastically different, so I'm so thankful that I was pushed through so much um uh, didn't I guess being denied of things I, I wanted so badly? Because then it, it brought me to a point of self acceptance and realizing what I'm worth, and that it's okay to be different, and it's okay if different is just who you are. So I'm I, I'm so thankful for it.
0: And kudos to your mother for pushing you <laughs> into the plus industry because some stage moms would have taken you to the plastic surgeon or, you know, the Weight Watchers counter or something.
1: I know. And I asked her to, and she said, no. (laughs) What the heck, mom? Yes. Come on. That is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's – my mom is so all-natural and – She's the funniest stage mom because she's the opposite of a stage mom. I remember when she took me to a a Disney casting and she drove up to L.A. with me and she parked right outside the office and she looked at me and she's like, do I really have to take you inside? (laughs) I was like, I mean, I'm sure other daughters' moms are going to be there, but if you don't want to, she's like, you know what, honey, look at me in the eye, go get them. Go get up. All right, get out of the car. I'm going to go drive around. <laughs> and that was my my stage mom.
0: <laughs> and so when you decided that you were going to pursue being a plus size model professionally, what were some of the challenges you had making that transition and getting your career off the ground as a plus size model?
1: Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I'm. I uh, was super. Um, I've been super thankful for every single job that has come to me, and the biggest thing I guess is was understanding um, how clothes move on the body and how that photograph translates. So for any people that are just beginning and just starting out and if they're struggling with booking jobs you know it it can be a simple thing as far as you're not who we're looking for we want with a different girl a different size whatnot. that's out of your control but if it's something where you're getting the feedback of oh she's looking a little green you know that just means that the photographs aren't translating how you think you are looking in your head So sometimes when you're taking a step forward in the garment or moving side to side, when a photographer is clicking away and taking snapshots, a garment could be getting caught in between your legs or not flowing correctly. And so the biggest challenge I overcame was just understanding how it translates and what people are seeing. And once I figured that out, um, that's when I started really booking booking jobs very consistently and very quickly.
0: And when you told the story about your mother, um, f- you know, friend's agent that signs you, I assume that's not the same agency you're with now because now you're signed with IPM model management. So tell us how important it is to find the right agency that believes in you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, the, that, First agent you know who got me started, and I'll always be thankful for her, um, but when I was on another set, actually another model had scouted me, and we had talked and she didn't know who I was signed with and she said, "You know my, my agent's going to want to sign you. Let, let me take a picture of you so that's how I actually ended up getting signed with Fallon um, over at IPM models and it's really important. To find an agent who does push you, who does believe in you. And when Fallon and I first had a conversation, um, I, I have just learned over the years when you're signing with a new agent, it's much better to be honest and upfront right from the beginning because then they can tell you if they can do anything for you. Meaning for mm-hmm. me, I personally have some restrictions and I don't really do a lot of, of lingerie. If so, it's a little more on the conservative side. That's just for myself. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a personal preference. Um, who mm-hmm. knows? I might expand into that later, but when I first had the conversation and the interview with Fallon, I had noticed there was a lot of other agencies that had, um, nude pictures of their girls and, you know, that would be a requirement for some of the agencies. So I already knew, you know, we wouldn't be a good fit. And when I spoke with Fallon, she needed a girl like me in her agency, and I needed an agent who was going to push and believe in me because I will do anything. I will meet you all the way if it can help us continue to go forward. And we both had the same mindset, and that's when I decided, hey, Let's do this. Let's make something special. Let's work hard for each other and see how big of an impact we can make. So, um, yeah, so when signing with an agency, definitely go through the interview process. Don't be scared to ask questions. Say how you feel. Say your thoughts because it's going to be worse down the road if all of a sudden you decide to implement restrictions. So that, that would be the advice I would have for that.
0: And while you were talking, I heard some key things you said that I wanted to emphasize how you said you will go all the way and, you know, you want to be beneficial to your agency as they are beneficial to you. So it's like, even though you're signed, you still have to hustle and you still have to work hard. And sometimes girls don't get that. Would you agree?
1: definitely <laughs> i mean you know and it's so interesting in this industry because now with things like instagram for example um all we're seeing as um as a friend on, on somebody's profile is their successful moves right so you're seeing the outcome mm-hmm. you're seeing you know, a photo shoot that they probably did three or four months ago, but you don't really see the buildup. So, you know, a part of it is literally practicing. I, you know, when I first signed with Fallon, she at IPM, she was saying, you, you know, that, that it's great that I had so much experience in front of the camera, but again, back to the movement, we were hearing clients saying that I look green, so I wasn't booking jobs. So for me, I found a photographer who used to be a model, and I paid her for modeling lessons, essentially. And I kept going in with questions and things I wanted to learn. And um, I know there's, you know, they usually have some of those around town, but there were specific questions I wanted answered. So it's really about finding what you're not great at and being able to bring yourself personally up to where you have to be um, in order to really show up for your agent. Because an agent's job is to get you in the door, but you have to close the deal. And if you're not willing to practice or to save up money for a really great photo shoot, you know, then maybe you want to look at a different industry. But it takes a lot of behind-the-scenes work and hustle in order in order to stay at the top of the food chain.
0: Nice. You're dropping some gems, Stacey. That's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need some to hold everybody out. We've got 30 minutes. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Now, besides being a plus size model, you are an entrepreneur and you own a nail salon in Los Angeles. Now, how do you juggle being a business owner and traveling for a modeling gig?
1: Oh, I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's just, it's a lot of hard work. I'm so thankful for technology <laughs> because I don't know how people would do multiple jobs when we didn't have telephones back in the day. Um, because I, I get, you know, my, all of our employees, they know that I travel a lot for, you know, modeling for the, for my real job. And um, if they need anything, they can always text me. Thankfully, my boyfriend and I were partners in on it, um, and it's uh, it's uh, actually it's a massage therapy uh, location, and we have like a sauna and a soak and scrub room, and then um, we're partners down the street with another with the, the nail salon, and then we have an esthetician for facials. So we do a lot of the um, that, that external care. And with that comes a lot of picky clients, um, but it comes a lot of amazing clients. So it's just the juggling side of it is about constantly having communication and very little downtime. And then it's also about just having a great partner. I, I wouldn't be able to do it without my boyfriend. Um, and then, you know, our employees, we have like a wonderful manager there. So it's about really finding um, amazing people who support you and you can support each other, building a strong team and creating something special from that so it's oh it's about so since building, you have a manager
0: a since you have a manager, you don't have to physically go to the location every day
1: exactly, yeah, yeah, and then all of our our receptionists that we have we've trained them, so if somebody needs to step away or something like that, we can intertwine everybody so really our our training when we hire new people is always super important so that way they understand what's going on and they can handle a lot of problems that might come up on their own um, but when if there's a customer complains or somebody wants to reach out you know to one of us personally you know that's always great um, we'll be available for that anytime i've i've made calls to customers before when they've had questions about things from, you know, different states. But, yeah, it's it's just mostly about that team building, making sure everybody's really strong.
0: And I don't know if you know this, but I lived in Los Angeles for 10 years. So (laughs) go ahead and drop that address and give us some points. And let me see if I can visualize where it is in my head.
1: Yeah, okay. So we're in between um, La Fienega and Crescent Heights. We're on Beverly Boulevard, um, right by the Grove, just uh, west of the Grove on Beverly Boulevard. We're called Elion Spa.
0: And what, give me like a um, uh, um, uh, a point. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but a, a landmark. Yeah, a landmark to let me know. Oh,
1: okay. Mm, um, let's see. There's a... Uh, did you ever shop at the Beverly Center?
0: Yes, and, I live close uh, to it,
1: okay. So if you're at the Beverly Center and then across the street, they have like that Nordstroms rack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you were headed towards that way on Beverly Boulevard, there's um. Uh, there's like a Taco Bell because I love Taco Bell. There's a Taco Bell on your right hand side. You're gonna keep heading towards the Grove on Beverly Boulevard, and then we come up on the left hand side. We're right by Jar Restaurant.
0: Okay. In that little area. So you kind of yeah. like between so between the Beverly Center and like going to West Hollywood.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and
1: then we're we're a standalone location.
0: Nice. Well, you know what, when I, um, I left Los Angeles in 2014, um, to move Mm -hmm. back home. But one of the last events that I was invited to a brand, um, invited influencers and bloggers to a salon to get manicures and, um, pedicures, um, to just treat the influencers. So that may be something you can combine the plus size industry with your business. And have influencers yeah,
1: you, in there. That's actually uh, one of my girlfriends who's a, an influencer. I have a couple friends that are, you know, substantial influencers. And we've actually started talking about that, about maybe getting some kind of sponsorship with robes and having influencers come and people can check out the location. So it's, it's definitely cool to see. See how I might be able to incorporate things more to help it expand, mm-hmm. and then um, and then owning this is the first business has really inspired me to go into future businesses, um, which I'm I'm excited about. There's no no plans yet on what's happening, but I've definitely started talking and learning more about. Um, creating like a plus size clothing line and what it takes to do that. And now I've looked more into real estate ventures. So keeping your options open when you're in the entertainment industry and not just closing your mind off is really important because it's, it's broadened my horizons of things that are possible and things that you can do for sure.
0: So what is the ultimate goal with your career and brand? Um, gosh, that's a
1: tough question <laughs>
0: because initially I want
1: to do like everything, Shanice, everything. I want to do it all. <laughs> um, but ultimately with my brand, what I would love is to continue my growth in the plus size industry and expand myself on on Instagram to be able to use that as a more of a platform. And what I really want to do is um, take my success in modeling and now come full circle and transition it back into acting because the acting industry has now opened up its doors a little more to looking at different sizes and not thinking that, you know, only a plus-size girl plays the best friend. You know, now we have plus-size girls in lead roles. And it's not just always the funny girl. You know, I love, don't get me wrong, I love being a funny girl, but <laughs> there is so much more to life than, than just always making jokes. And, um, and so I would love to come full circle and get back into, into acting, which I've started to do. Um, a short film that I was cast in that my, one of my best friends produced and created just got into the L.A. Film Festival, so if you or anyone is in L.A. next week, it's going to be premiering on the 24th next week. So I'm super excited about that.
0: And do you have anything else coming up we could be on the lookout for?
1: Um, right now, that's the that's the biggest thing. Um, I definitely have a couple commercials that I filmed. So we'll see if, if that ends up coming out. Sometimes when you film commercials, you know, you can film them. You can get all the way up to that point where you're there and then they never come out. So we'll see. <laughs> so You might see me on your TV. And then I do have a show that I was a part of that was filmed last year, um, but that might be a release in South Africa. So hopefully the I know the production company will want to bring it over here, but that would be more of an international thing that I know of right now.
0: Nice. So tell us your official uh, website, social media pages, how we can keep up with everything you have going on.
1: Okay. Yay. So my Instagram is just Stacy Pratt. I spell Stacy with an I, like I'm sure you'll see on on your website, but uh, Stacy Pratt and then social media for Facebook is Stacy R. Pratt. And I will be honest. I am on Twitter, but I think I've only tweeted, like, six times. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even know if that counts. Um, I'm definitely, you know, not on Twitter. But the I'm still, yeah, I'm still Stacey R. Pratt on Twitter. And then my website is stacypratt.com. So I try to keep everything just like my name.
0: <laughs> but you're <laughs> the most active on you're the most active on Instagram.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that I know people will reach out and message me on Instagram, um, and I'm trying to check my messages more. I've definitely it's I will say thank you to everybody that's ever reached out and just loved what I'm doing um i always try to help girls as much as they can usually i don't i've never had a guy ask me how to get into the plus size industry <laughs> so um it's for all the ladies out there right now not saying that you can but i'll uh, i've had a lot of girls reach out and women reach out about how to get into the industry I'm, I'm definitely would be happy to give anybody advice when it comes to that um and then comments i'll try to comment back
0: and like i said i'm
1: trying to get better I'm trying to be like
0: you well you're doing a good job continue success on everything you have going on and um, thank you for being on the show I really enjoyed speaking with you today
1: thank you so much Denise it was such an honor talking with you and then hopefully next time I'm back I'll have even more things to share
0: (laughs) yes yes all right enjoy the rest of your day Thanks. you too bye Bye bye-bye and thank you to my guest today stacy pratt and i've been your host this evening shanice lewis thank you for tuning in and supporting until next time keep thriving in your curves and be blessed And listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.